What's up? What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to the American Made Podcast. On this episode, we have our very first guest, Mark Kassara, or how I like to call him, Mark the Money Man. This man brings so much value onto this episode that I will highly recommend that you stop everything you're doing and tune in. Make sure you share. Regulate, regulate. Heard they talking spicy, time to regulate. Heard they talking about me, I'm a regulate. They don't really want to see me regulate. Regulate, regulate. Heard they talking spicy, time to regulate. Heard they talking about you, time to regulate. Regulate, regulate. Relapse, this the intervention. Here's the main attraction, what they failed to mention. My head is on a bench. I gotta introduce you real quick. This Catherine, I know Catherine since middle school, okay? AKA the Harley Barbie. She she's on her social media. <laughs> yeah, I saw the Instagram. I, yeah, I dig it. Got, I dig it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, she's got the badass chick style. And then uh, this is Mark Money Smart Man. That's what I call him right there. This guy right here will set you up with the right financial planning. I love this dude. I mean, the I strategies. Love that. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I definitely Appreciate love you. how he has covered me and my family. Um, and anybody listening to, I mean, this is the man to reach out to. But Mark, how's it going, man? Excited to have you on here. I'm blessed, man. Blessed and highly favored, bro. I'm just, I'm happy to be on this podcast. Dude, I love the background you have. He's just, he inspires me to have a better background. You see all the lighting and stuff? <laughs> that quality. Come on, <laughs> yeah, we got stuff on. you know, I've been working on it for a while, just chipping away at it, man. But I, I like envy the people that I see on YouTube that have like these crazy studios. And so yeah. little by little, I'm trying to chip away and just build it up, you know, to the place where I want it. Dude, you're there. I mean, come on now. You got the blue. It looks cool there. though. I like that it's blue so background. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, he has, he has the coolest backgrounds. And then when you check out his social media, he has great content <laughs> as well. Dude, like in TikTok, you have what, 500,000? No, was it two or 500,000? 525 or 530 now at this point. He says I think it so, so. Passively. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, awesome. I, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I have 554. So yeah, yeah, there you go. But I don't really think I'm anything on social media compared to people who have millions, you know, I'm just starting out, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's a side passion of mine. I mean, it's pretty cool to start noticing. Well, as you mentioned, other people who are big in social media or in these platforms notice your content as well. I know you yeah. made a comment to Patrick, but David, Seeing and Catherine, he uh, yeah. he's actually with the organization with Patrick. Yeah. But David, I've yeah. t- been telling you, you should listen to this guy. That's crazy. awesome. Yeah, Pat's yeah. my Pat's my coach and mentor. He's my business coach. Um, we get we get some mentorship from him directly. I was just at his his estate in South Florida two weeks ago. We had about fifty or sixty uh, people there, and we were just getting one on one coaching from him. But yeah, so he he told me during the meeting, he's like, "Your money dot smart, right? Yeah, I watched a few <laughs> of your TikToks. Pretty good stuff." And I was like. What? That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. I mean, this guy, Patrick, but David, I mean, yo, cat, this guy has a, what is it? $25 million like estate. Yeah. Yeah. He oh just, my God. he's living the dream right now. He started at zero and he built his way up over the last 20 years to where he is today. He just built a, uh, he just bought a $24 million estate in South For- uh, Florida, Boca Raton. He's got the Lambos and the Ferraris and all everything you could imagine but he's such a humble guy and all he wants to do is see people succeed and level up in life. Like I got to hear like his heart. He didn't care about money or business or all the frilly things. He just said, how are your, how's your relationship with your wife? How's your relationship with your kids? 
How are you doing with your business partners? Are you able to, you know, to uh, process conflict correctly? You know, and so that's what really drew me to him. But um, but he's got Valuetainment, which is the YouTube channel. He's got yeah, like 3.3 million subscribers. And then he's got VT Post, which is going to be a competitor to Fox News, CNN. He's literally building out a entertainment company. I mean, he's going to yeah. be producing movies and doing documentaries. The dude has right. like crazy vision, but he's going to be taking on big media and he's going to be giving a, a more unbiased approach and unfiltered and, you know, not one-sided like all these other stupid news channels do, you know? America desperately needs that. So. Needs it, man. Yeah. So yeah, you know well, what? maybe one day I'll get... I'll get brought on as as one of his contributors. I don't know. That that's kind of the the hidden goal oh, behind I everything. Believe, I see. Hey, it. do I it. Totally see it. I mean, yeah. you got to see. You guys got to see his content on social media. It's it's adds so much value, and the way you communicate is so clear and easy to understand. Appreciate that. Um, I I just can't not not see you being on his team. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's, so that's kind of like a hidden dream of mine. You know. Yeah, come on, it's gonna be a reality, bro. I believe it. We're calling it right now. Now. You know, with that being said, I mean, media itself is just a mess right now. It's hard to see. It's hard to find a media source that you can trust. You know what so I'm saying? True. So right now, yeah, like right now, I'm very heavily dependent on podcasts. Podcast yeah. seems, to, seems to be the best way for news at the moment. Because yep. if you listen to CNN, um, very far left. And there's times mm-hmm. in Fox News or even Newsmax, I listen to them too. I'm like, all right, guys, come on. Um, yeah, you know, seriously. I'm right yeah, <laughs> I'm done with Fox and all them. Man, they're they're a joke at this point. They're, they're every uh, a while ago, a few moons from a few moons ago, they were a a healthy source of news. They were yeah. a little biased to the to the conservative side, but they they you know they didn't slant as much as some of the other people. But man, nowadays, bro, it's- did, did you hear they're bringing on Caitlyn Jenner as a <laughs> as oh a yes, Fox I heard I know that I know Jen Psaki is going to bro. MSNBC. Yes, I heard that. But Caitlyn Jenner, bro, Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner. Jenner is oh, getting God. brought on as a contributor. Uh, you know, we all know her whole story or his whole story. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Right. His yeah. whole story. But but supposedly he's more on the conservative side than the liberal side. But good Lord, I, I just it doesn't make sense to me. Was he running for governor in California? Yeah, he's running he for governor as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm wondering that didn't work out quite yeah. well for him. I, mean, I don't know, man. It, it's just, yeah, Cal- well, the, news Cal- is, the news is a mess, man. I also am heavily on podcasts, independent journalism, people yeah. are who are, aren't are attached to the big the big corporations, you okay. know, because any big corporation could get bought out and they could be slanted to one side or another because money's powerful, man. And yeah. so the, the little guy that doesn't, you know, that doesn't need it or it doesn't want to get bought out, I'm all about that, man. Give me the free yeah. independent news, man, all day long. What are some of your favorite podcasts? Um, I love uh, Man on Fire. Man on Fire is a good one. I forget the guy who who does it, but you can just look it up, manonfire.com, I think it is. And then uh, self-made, self-made podcast by Mike, what's his name? I forget the guy's name, but it's another one, self-made podcast. Um, obviously, I'm heavy into PBDs, Patrick Bet yeah. David stuff. So he has the PBD podcast. He grew from like zero to like almost 200,000 on YouTube. Man. He's got millions of downloads already, but he brings yeah. on a, a lot of independent people. He brings on a lot of like uh, um, ex-CIA like agents, and he Mobsters. interviews a lot of interesting people. Dude, man. watching so, his podcast sometimes is like watching a... 
a show on crime TV. I know. I mean, like it's intense. <laughs> you guys yeah. like he interviews these mobsters. He had yeah. a a documentary that came out. I think it was a mob. What is it? Mafia State of Mind. I'm yeah, sure Mafia State of America. Yep. Yeah, you guys got to watch it. I that mean, sounds interesting. I think it's yeah, Michael it Francini. Michael Francini and. Uh, and who is the other guy? Uh, bald guy, uh, Sammy the Bull. Yes, that's, that's exactly Bull, yeah. who it is. Yeah. yeah. Did you Did you happen to catch them on the YouTube live they did, where they were just bickering back and forth? Yeah, it was crazy. It got yeah, raw, got I'm gonna man. share that with you. It got <laughs> Bro, they almost watching. reached they almost reached across the table and like choked each other out. It was crazy, dude. Oh I mean, it was a live they did. They did it via I think Zoom or whatever it is they use. And I kid you not, man, if they could knock each other in the teeth through the camera, they would have done it. It was so crazy. <laughs> Too old oh teeth, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Mark, the man here, like I mentioned before, he's uh he helps us with our financial planning. Um, has done wonders for us and whatnot. And you know, right now we're facing inflation. Okay. It's a it's a huge issue in our nation right now. An issue that needs to be addressed, and people need to be prepared for this. And I know you know great strategies, and I know Catherine has questions as well. When it comes to be preparing yourself um, through these times, okay. Prior, before we get into the subject of preparing for inflation, tell us a little bit of what you do. Give us an explanation so the audience knows. Absolutely. From you, yeah, yeah. From so I'm not a financial advisor. I don't advise when it comes Perfect. to when it comes to securities or mar or the market or anything like that. I'm a I'm a life insurance broker, which means I'm an independent agent. I can shop around for the best price, for the best alternative, the best product for a client that I sit with. But to say the least, we deal with a lot of high net worth clients. I mean, I deal with, with multimillionaires all day long, and we help them protect, preserve, and grow their money at the same time in a better vehicle than sticking their money in the stock market. And the reason I say that is because anything you put in the stock market has risk. 401ks, mm -hmm. 403bs, 457s, IRAs, Roths, they all have potential to go down. Now there's 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 potential growth, there's speculative growth just like real estate. There's potential yeah. growth our home is going to keep going up in value, but if we can learn anything from the past and history can teach us like it always has, the markets are cyclical. What goes up comes down. And it does that over and over and over again. And so the average average cycle of a recession or a, or a very heavy correction is usually anywhere between three to five years, maybe eight years. Bro, we've been since 2008. How many years has it been since our last recession, our last really, really yeah. unhealthy place that we were in the market? It's been over, I don't know, how many years since 2008? Yeah, I've been like, what, 2008, 14, years like 14 years, years yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like 14 years. And so... 2020, don't let 2020 mistake you when the stock market dumped 40%. That wasn't oh, yeah. a recession. That was a, uh, that was coronavirus. Man, that was like, yeah. a, that was Corona. a mysterious thing that happened and all of a sudden people got scared, but that wasn't and a recession. And so we're due for a recession in the next, who knows, maybe 12 months, 6, 12, 24 months. And one of the key, key factors you can look at is the inverted yield curve. Uh, for this, for the bonds, the bond market, when the long-term bonds start to cross over the short-term bonds, as far as interest rate and earnings, 
that's a telltale sign that there's a correction about to happen. Every time that's happened over the last 50 years, there's been a correction to follow. And it's it's inverted several times over the last two weeks. And so yeah. these these economists and people are freaking out right now saying, holy crap, this is number one red flag right here that we're going to have a recession. We don't know the exact day, time, or hour that's going to happen. It's kind of like Jesus. We don't know when he's coming back, but yeah, hey, it's going to happen at some at point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in short, that's what I do. I help people strategize and, and put their money in a place where it's going to be tax advantage, tax-free growth. Uh, there's no market risk whatsoever inside life insurance. A lot of people don't know life insurance is not just for the death benefits. It's for the living. It's for the period of time that you're alive too. So there's term, which has a expiration date. And then there's permanent. Don't let Dave, Dave Ramsey fool you, right? He, he said he, he lives by the motto, buy term, invest the difference. Well, you can buy term, invest the difference in a stock that's going to dump tomorrow. And you end up losing your money. Instead, yeah. my philosophy is, by term, invest the difference in another life insurance product, a cash value life insurance product where you're going to grow with compound interest without risking any of that money due to market volatility. So in now, a nutshell, that's what I do. That's what I help clients with on a daily basis. Now, that's interesting because when it comes to life insurance, and I know a lot of people feel the same way, uh, many of us just think like something like term insurance, right? Where, you know, you pay a, a small amount over years and then you lose out on that, Correct. Correct. But then I came across meeting you guys and it was like a whole revolutionary thing that came to mind yeah. when it came to my money and all this stuff, because the traditional way of thinking is a 401k or an IRA and all these other you know avenues that we're taught to put money into, which are toxic. I mean, now look at a 401k, like a toxic relationship, with a toxic <laughs> Latina, man. I'll just say it just like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you come about and like I have a what's a index universal life. Yeah. Right? Um, and then there's also whole life and a yep. variety of other stuff, right? Yep. Correct. Yep. So there's, there's there's the differences, the term, which has an expiration date, and then the permit, permanent, which goes to 120 years old. Now, we have something in our industry. It's a little saying that goes like this. Good, better, and best. Yep. Never let it rest until good becomes better and better becomes best. Now, I don't trash 401ks. Although there are better alternatives to preserve your money. Our, a 401k was never you never ever intended to be a retirement plan. The guy that created a 401k actually wrote an article and said, whoops, it was kind of a mistake that people ended up using it for a long-term retirement strategy. Oh, no. It was supposed to be a short-term place to, to prevent taxes, to prevent you from you know having to pay taxes for a short period of time. But now people are keeping their 401ks going for 30, 40, 50 years. There's a lot of downsides to it, but at the end of the day, it's better than keeping your money in a hole in the backyard or underneath your mattress. Oh, yeah. Right. So 401k is good. Get as much, get the matches, do that, whatever you can get, get that money. But uh, it's not the best. A better place is a Roth, a Roth IRA, which is after tax dollars, but there's limits. You can only put up to $6,000 per year. And if you pull any money out, you get, you get a penalty and then there's yeah, tax consequences. Exactly. And then the best place, obviously, this is all we teach about on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, who are, you know, 500,000 followers is a properly structured IUL, which is index universal life insurance, or whole life in certain conditions. But it really depends on your goal and what your strategy is for protecting, preserving your money growing it tax-free and not having any market list, baby. You get the ups of the market in an IUL without any of the downs because of a 0% floor. 
that 0% floor prevents any money from going down. For instance, if the market dumps 30%, mm-hmm. all the value that you've earned in that cash value index universal life insurance stays still and does not follow the market down. But when the market picks back up, it continues to go back up. So that mm-hmm. 0% floor is hero. Zero is hero all day long. I'd rather have 0% interest if a market crashes than negative 30, negative 40, Absolutely. and lose my money, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Zero is hero. Zero is just a, it's a safety mechanism to per, preserve your money from dumping in the market, you know? Absolutely. So, you know, I, can you imagine if this is something that we're, we were taught when we were like in high school? Oh my gosh. Or, or Why what? don't they teach us that? That's the question. That's the, yeah, that is the question. I mean, the, the level, the level of things they don't teach us in our educational system is sad because I feel like they just throw us out in the fire. It's like, I just figured this thing out called life so and true. life just wants to chew you up, spit you up and just kick you out. <laughs> you There's know no saying? preparation for anything, man. They teach you how to work for somebody. They don't teach you how to own or run your own business. They'll teach you how to bake a pie in home economics, but they won't teach you how to manage your money properly and what avenues are the safest place to put your money, right? It's yeah, I think it's all, it's corrupt in a way that big government and lobbyists all contribute to the education fund, right? And so they control by manipulating through the money because schools need money, right? And so people who give that money have say in what goes on in schools, their curriculums, the education, things that they're taught, things that they want to prevent from people from learning. It's all mm-hmm. controlled by people who yeah. run this country. And, and that's, you know, big, big, big money players, the elite. Yeah. You know? And they don't want us to get ahead. No. I mean, it's, it's evident that they don't want us to get ahead. Look at inflation right now. Look at, look at how things are going on right now. And yeah. if you can't see that they don't want you to get ahead, then you need to wake up. It's, it needs to be a wake-up time, wake-up call from you now, right? Like, for instance, that's one of the biggest uh, blessings that came out of meeting you is that when we wanted to dive into the whole financial world, you know, in the sense of uh, life insurance and whatnot, it changed the dynamic of thinking I had. And it's right. made me think, okay, you know what? I need to start preparing differently because my idea was put money in your savings account, let it grow from there, which it, <laughs> what does it grow? Zero point. 0.04 to 0.06% on average. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know what? I remember it's been like a year I had money in there when I first opened up the account and I made a dollar. I'm like, well, this one, I'm never going to generate any wealth know, here. I, so I, I pulled my money all, you know, out of all my accounts and started putting in different places and I'm seeing more growth through there than what it is there. Now, in the case of inflation, for those who don't know, for somebody who's like, you know what? I need to start making changes. I have little money in my bank account. Um, you know, my checkings and I have a little 401k. What would you start? What would you suggest to somebody like that to start making transitions to uh, to start having a better pre- a prepared future during inflation? Yeah. Uh, would it be the route of life insurance or investing? What would it be? No, number one, I'd say keep a little bit of cash handy, right? So you want to have an emergency fund. God forbid something were to happen, you'd want to have instant access to whatever you need to months, get done. Baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You have the $1,000 uh, emergency fund. And then, hey, Dave Ramsey teaches some really, really good lessons on getting out of debt, becoming debt free, and starting to save a little bit of your money. When he gets into the life insurance stuff, he just doesn't know what he's talking about. And the people around him obviously don't know what they're talking about. But I, I 100% start with a $1,000 emergency fund. Try to put some money away for your expenses, six to 
six to eight months. That's not realistic for most people yeah. unless you're a business owner and you have extra income coming in. But I'd say at the very minimum, have $1,000 in your bank account just in case. Anything over $1,000 that you feel comfortable placing in a long-term vehicle, I'd say stay away from the market completely because we don't know what the market's going to do over the next six to 12 months. The best, the safest place. Now we're not talking about the highest rate of return. Right now we're just talking about principal protection. The safest place to put your money is in a properly structured life insurance policy. It's not in the bank. It's not federally regulated or federally owned. The government can't come and adjust different interest rates and mess you up. It's privately owned and it's run and it's governed by each state. So each state has their own governance, has their own board that you know, make sure all the T's are crossed and the dot and the, and the I's are dotted uh, for lack of a better term, but open a small permanent life insurance policy, whether it's whole life or it's an IUL. If you open an IUL, you have the highs of the market without any of the losses. If you open up a whole life, you have a smaller guaranteed rate of return, maybe two to 4% interest rate. And that's just what you earn for the rest of your, the, the term that you have that policy for. We like IULs because it gives you more return when the markets are are uh, are performing. And we know that the S&P, for instance, performs on average of seven-year ups, three years down, right? So on average, over a 30-year look back, S&P has, has earned people 10.5% interest. 30-year look back. Some years are higher, some years are lower, but on average. So the IULs earn whatever the S&P earns. You know, minus whatever the cost of insurance is. And there's a few other things that we sit down and we educate our clients on. And again, it's not who can earn the highest. At the end of the day, do, guys, um, it's not how much money you can make. It's how much money you can keep. Mm -hmm. And so you can keep more money with a properly structured and engineered life insurance policy than you can dumping money in Robinhood, dumping money in N1 Finance, dumping money in Charles Schwab. Maybe you'll get some good gains, but if the market tanks like we're expecting it's going to do over the next few years, you're going to lose your you're going to lose the shirt off your back. You're going to lose your money. Yeah. You're going to be pulling your hair out, and then you're going to be looking for my card, saying, "Holy crap, I need to get in touch with Mark to yeah. properly preserve, yeah. protect, and grow my money at the same time." So I'd say start slow. We don't want to ever make decisions out of haste or out of desperation. When we make decisions out of desperation, we usually make a financial mistake, right? So get your get your stuff in order, have a little bit of a savings, at least $1,000 for security. And then you can start an index universal life insurance policy for 100 bucks a month that will begin to accrue cash value from now. And then when you get extra cash coming in, you can overfund it. You can add more money to it through a simple app on your phone, just like a bank account. One-time deposits, one-time deposits. And there's certain levels that we can set you up so you have a little extra room, but you can add more money as more cash flow comes in. And guys, we don't want to take money out of the client's pocket. So we help them find out where they're already contributing and then reallocate it. For instance, if they're paying you know, car insurance, we say, hey, let's shop around. Let's help you find car insurance that's going to give you a better rate. Maybe they'll save $100 a month. You take that 100 and you stick it in your life insurance. Shop around for a better phone plan. Look at your 401k. See if you want to adjust that. Take what you're already giving out and reallocating it. So, you know, uh, interest, um, I'm sorry, inflation is at almost 8% right now. It's crazy. Right? If it's you insane, keep your yeah. money in the bank, every day you keep your money in the bank, your dollar is losing purchasing power. We want to be able to preserve that purchasing power and 
outplace outpace inflation if we're able to. And you can do that with a uh, with an IUL, properly structured cash IUL. Trash. Cash is trash. That's, you know, it's crazy because I was hearing uh, Grant Cordon talking about that today yeah. in, uh, in a video that he did a year ago. And he was just talking about how cash is trash. Yeah. You know, you got you to gotta put somewhere where your money's going to work, where your money's going to grow. Um, a lot of people don't know, you know, also life insurance. I got my kids insured. There's yeah. a bad stigma when it comes to that, at least in my family. You know, yeah. like, don't put that on your kids because you're wishing right. bad upon uh, 100%. them. 100%. Yeah, but yeah. that's not the truth. The truth is if you start early, yes. um, and which from what I'm understanding, what we set up is that you're you're actually generating something for them. Exactly. So when they become of age or they reach a milestone when they're an adult, you're able to even gift that to exactly. them and they could do something with it as yep. opposed to a savings account that's going to lose value. Exactly. As the cash value grows, you can you can leverage it and loan against it. You don't want to withdraw it because it'll interrupt yeah. the compound interest. But you can say you have you know ten thousand dollars in there. You know, in a few years, you can take a loan, a secure loan, no credit check required. It's your money. Take a loan against your money. You leave that ten k compounding, but you now have ten k liquid cash. You go buy another asset that's going to produce you more income. Have the kids start a new business. Go buy a a truck and have them do oh, Uber. Man. Like something that's going to generate you more income. Now you have compound interest growth and now you have passive income or, or active income on the side growing from whatever asset you purchase. So that's what we're doing with all six of our kids as well. We have uh, we have two policies on each of them. And, and as we get more money in, we're putting more money in their policy. It's just a savings plan that comp compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it will earn it, but he who doesn't understand it, we pay it. How do we pay? We pay through like credit cards and debt and personal, you know, loans and stuff like that. I'm done with paying compound interest. I'm at the point in my life where I want to earn compound interest. And so that's how we helped you as well, man. And that's interesting because a lot of millionaires I listen to, even billionaires I listen to on, you know, YouTube or any platform, they talk about that term compound interest. And it is like the eighth point of the world. Yeah. I mean, that's guys, if you're listening to this, Check that out. There's a there's a bunch of content out there that discusses that. And oh, yeah. even in the sense of banks, right? One thing that you know I didn't know prior to actually meeting you is how banks work, right? Where in the sense that you're putting money into an account, all right. The question always was for me is like, what is that money doing? It's just sitting there one, earning that small amount, okay. But how do the banks make money from just putting in money and taking out money? Putting Ooh, in money and taking out money. Don't get me that's started where, on the bank. Oh, man. That's when it got, Catherine, that's when it got sweet. Because then I'm like, they take out my money and they invest it? Yes. And they're growing the money. They're giving me less than 1%? Come on. Out of the backhand somebody exactly. right now. Exactly. Where's the CEO, Chase? I want to backhand you. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. Yeah, Most, that's how they work. That's how they work, man. Most people think when you put money in the bank, it goes into a big vault. And there's tons of gold bricks sitting there. No. That, that's just what we've seen in the movies and the cartoons. Yeah. The minute you put a thousand dollars in, they go and lend that thousand dollars out nine times. Yeah. You put a thousand dollars in, they just created nine thousand dollars worth of loans. And what they're doing is they're earning eight, nine, ten percent, eleven percent, twelve percent on your money as they get interest payments, and they're paying you the scraps, man. Interest, guys. Interest again, it just came yeah. up. And banks only pay you simple interest. Simple interest is not compounding. So you get an interest payment per month or at the end of the year, but it doesn't compound. It doesn't earn money on top of money on top of money. Banks don't don't give you compound interest. Uh, But these types of accounts that we deal with every day give you compound where your money builds money and then that money builds more money and then that money and it just compounds. It's like a stair over and over and over again. 
Yeah. You know? And it's interesting, too, because, like, banks are so unpredictable now. I mean, taking consideration what happened in Canada and after the whole, with the whole issue in Ukraine and uh, Russia as well, mm. where just banks are just cutting off, right? Oh, so you have yeah. no access to Crazy. your money if they're there. So that that's a scary thought to have. I mean, for me personally, this year, I just, I really just cleared everything out, mm. restruct, you know, redistributed uh, where my funds go simply because of that. Because I'm like, I don't want to go up one day, especially as uh, the government is starting to recognize people like us. Um, as domestic terrorists for whatever reason. Oh, isn't that crazy? You know? Yeah, it's insane. So for them to do that and me, you know, I don't want to go to bank. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Where's my money? You know, yeah. you know banks can banks can close the door on your money for up to six months legally, and you can't do a dang thing about it. And they, they did that back when the, there was a huge bank run back in the Great Depression. They literally closed the doors to the bank. Thousands, ten thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars Nobody could access their banks. There obviously there was no ATMs back then, but nobody could go in and take their money out. They closed the doors and they said money's not moving. And people starved and people went hungry and they were legally allowed to do that, man. And at any time the bank could close the door on your money and you won't be able to access it. That's at any time. Good. Because we're That's entrusting, we're so naive, guys. We're so naive. We entrust big corporations and big governments with our life so easily. We entrust yeah. our kids with the school systems. We entrust our money with the big banks. We entrust our livelihood with employers or bosses that may not treat us the correct way sometimes. The guys, we, we need to start to open our eyes and start to live a little differently Absolutely. and start to take back some of the freedom that we, we, uh, we were born with, the inalienable rights that we were born with. And uh, we just do that by just educating ourselves. Nobody's, else, nobody, nobody's gonna teach us. We need to do our own education. And read that's, as that's, many books as you can yeah. on it. Watch videos, podcasts, you know? That's why I love this podcast so much because you guys talk real deal. No hold bar. You guys you. say it how it is, <laughs> and more people need to listen to this podcast. We appreciate that, man. We try Thanks. our best. You know, we try to approach things with a non-biased attitude because just like, you know, just as you were mentioning, it, it took for us to start questioning things, start asking, you know, questions where they needed to be asked. Nobody teaches you this. You know, you have to make that decision yourself and say, hey, I want to know what's going on. I want to have a brighter future. I want to prepare for my children. I want to make sure my household's taken care of. How can I do that? And nobody's going to hold your hand and do it, right? You got to gotta seek out. You got to network and all this other stuff. Now, let me ask you something else, okay? What are your thoughts when it comes to, because uh, I know you dabbled in NFTs. I know you, you're also involved in crypto. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts with that in the future? Because now we know banks are unpredictable. Okay. Mm -hmm. We know life insurance is a great asset to have. Right. But what else can we get into? Real estate is awesome as well, but there might be a bad turn coming in that direction. Yep. So what are your thoughts on those and gold and silver as well? Uh, big believer in hard metals and, and precious yeah. metals. Uh, I'm working on building my portfolio with some gold and silver and stuff like that. I believe it's important to be diversified. Don't have 100% of your assets in life insurance, although it's a safe alternative. Be diversified. Have some gold and silver. Have some, you know, a Roth is okay too. An IRA is okay too. There's nothing wrong with that. But you want to be more heavy on the side that's going to obviously protect your money rather than give yeah. you more risk, right? So just allocate it properly so that you're more risk averse by putting it somewhere that's going to protect your money. Real estate's good. I've talked to investors that say the real estate's going to keep market's going to keep going up for the next two to four years. Mm -hmm. Again, we don't know. We don't have a crystal ball. It could tank tomorrow. We don't really know. So when you're buying a house at 500,000, then the market pops 
your house is going to be worth 250000 It might take you another six to 10 years to build it back up. Crypto's good to play around with, right? It's yeah. super volatile. It's more risky than the market. NFTs, more risky than the market, right? But hey, listen, we got to have fun sometimes. So if you have a little extra money to play around with and you know that you don't care if you lose that $1,000 or whatever you want to put into it, I say have fun, go for it. You should have probably 1% to 2% of your total portfolio into crypto as well. And dollar cost average, right? It's a couple bucks out of each paycheck buying on Coinbase and buying on Robinhood and wherever else you can get it. Even if the market's up or down, put a little bit of your paycheck away into crypto so that you're building a small bag over a long period of time and you won't feel the ups and downs of the market. I say yeah. go for it. You know, more people and more more people are starting to invest it in. It's becoming more popular. The masses are starting to look at it. I mean, I'm a Bitcoin maximist. I believe Bitcoin is going to be the the, the leader, uh, going to be the king of the castle. I'm starting to see that. I'm starting that's to see just that. Many, many people may not yeah. agree with me, but um, buy Bitcoin, keep it long term. Eventually, I believe Bitcoin is going to be a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, and, and maybe more. Who knows? Ten years from now, you know. But I believe it's going to keep going up. But, but yeah, yeah. Di definitely diversify, man. You, you want to keep yeah. yourself diversified. It's such an interesting thing. I mean, crypto. When when day you're waking up, everybody's shouting out on social media to the moon. You're yeah. like, what's to the moon? You see a little yellow dog meme. Everybody yeah. smacked on faces, Instagram, TikTok. Everyone is talking about it. Then 24 hours later, it just crashes. And people who didn't take out lose on, on what they put in. It, I've made a lot of money and I've lost a lot of money on crypto. During 2017, yeah. 2018, I made tens of thousands of dollars on crypto and working with different crypto businesses, doing YouTube reviews on my YouTube channel. Uh, but the following year, I pretty much lost everything too, man, because the, just the market crashed, you know, crashed. Yeah. And so. And what what about NFTs? I know you sold some NFTs. You yeah. you shared on social media not too long ago. I don't, oh, honestly, yeah. man, when it, when it comes to NFTs, I don't know too much about it. Um, I want to learn more, even the whole metaverse thing, because you know I'm not a fan of Mark Zuckerberg or um, Facebook <laughs> or any of that. But yeah. you know, part of me as well is like, man, there's opportunity in that as uh, as well as like. There's like, yeah, it's it's like toxic, but then leveled the right way, it can be a good thing, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know if my mind says right when no, it comes to right. thinking about the whole metaverse, yeah. but it's insane. NFTs are cool. Uh, NFTs are not just JPEGs, right? Not just screenshots yeah. of <laughs> weird monkeys and lions and, you know, whatever, crypto dudes. Um, NFTs could be used, non-fungible tokens, the structure of it can be used for deeds of homes and uh, registration and certificates for your car and licenses and marriage certificates and selling digital music on the internet so you can track it and so you can get royalties. NFTs, the the essence of it can be used for those types of things. Right now, it's just hyped up with the with the dang, you know, uh, pixel art and stuff like that. And I did a couple, I did some, some Donald Trump pixel art and I made a couple hundred bucks. Cool. Uh, it was cool, but I think that hype is going to wear off and the real utility behind it, you're going to yeah. be using it for maybe the voting system could be on the NFT really? or it could be used with NFTs. You know, there's different use cases and utility, but after the hype goes, goes away, then people are going to really say, Hey, let's use this 
technology for this and it'll yeah. be more practical. Right now, it's there's a lot of hype surrounding it and a lot of projects are actually losing a lot of money because the hype's dying down, you know. But Metaverse, I don't know too much about it. I know that it's there. You got to wear goggles to be in it. <laughs> there could be a lot more to you it. You punch a screen through, you can punch a hole through the wall, yeah. crack your head. There could yeah. be a lot more to it, but I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. There's a yeah. lot. I mean, also, I did see that there's um, real estate with like virtual worlds and that's stuff exactly that it had. Yeah. So that's how people are like making money on that. Mm. That's one thing I did see. And then also like games and sport collectibles. Right. Do you think that do you think that there's going to be like a bubble that it's going to that it's going to explode where people get? How can I say like think about think about artwork like Picasso? Like, do you think that people can actually collect that? And then it eventually is going to be like some crazy value later on. Yes and no. I don't. Crypto. Maybe People are talking maybe. about that, so I was curious. Yeah. So, are you talking more in the crypto world, or are you talking about like collectibles, like cards, baseball cards, and those types of things? Like the digital in the crypto world, world. yeah. In the crypto world, yeah. 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 I definitely can see it be a bubble and pops eventually. When there's hype that surrounds anything, it creates a bubble. And then eventually people kind of fade away and they go to the next shiny object. So in 10 years from now, we don't know what's going to be out there. It may not be crypto. It may be some type of hologramic, you know, digital technology that we don't know and that people are going to want to put their money in. But I think it could turn into a bubble. It could pop. Disillusionment would take place. It'll it'll hurt a lot of people if you're not careful and if you don't invest wise. Obviously, Again, disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor. Don't take my words for, you know, for anything of value. Do your own research. Never invest anything that you're you're not wanting to lose, but really I think the, I, I think there's more stock in real life art that you can tangibly touch, real life baseball cards, Pokémon cards, collectible cards, real life currently now than there is in the digital realm because not a not a, not everybody's into the digital space yet. There's still people that don't even know about crypto. So we have a long way to go before yeah. everybody's entirely bought into that. You know. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, that's very true. When it comes, to, you know, like I find it amazing how people are are selling real estate on the metaverse, right? I'm like, like, what do you do with that? You spend thousands of dollars. I've heard millions. Now I don't know if that's true, but I've heard that some property yeah. has gone off for that much. Like, yeah, what are you doing true. in there? You're just, you probably, uh, what does your oh. home look like? Like, you know, it, it, it concerns me. I've heard people get married there. <laughs> I've heard what? church there. I, I swear to you, I think people are going to start making love there. I'm getting, I'm just going far. No, out wait, Ronnie. Like, okay. So I'm going to blow your mind in a couple seconds. So you remember that virtual real estate that I was talking about? So apparently there's an actual mall. I forgot what the name of it is, but they made a mall. And so, <laughs> no, hold on, I got more. So basically there's some oh. high-end retailers that are participating in that. And yes, and so basically they're getting paid for that. So you'll have a Versace in that mall. You'll have a Louis Vuitton in that mall. It's it's just a, a little world, but that's the first one that's there for luxury goods which i see that's that that's cool but the scary thing about well, what are you gonna do with that you buy it, you <laughs> buy it when you're and it, gets, it gets shipped to your house right so that's cool but it's like uh what's the name of the movie ready player one i think it's yes. called i don't know if you guys uh, watched it that was a good you movie know, like, i like that yeah it was a great movie but these people were so immersed in that lifestyle i know you see how they lived in these like terrible looking homes i mean when it comes it's to because the they're, they found more value in this fake world than they did in the there world around them and they and let that's the world go to trash around them that's what concerns me. And that's what the way things are looking right now. I mean, there's like 
there's like a death tomorrow. It seems like that's that's what I, I see it as, right? I agree. I mean, the, the month I, and I think prior, the metaverse could push us into a more faster downwards, words downward absolutely. spiral of our of our culture and the and yeah, humanity in general. Because eventually we're all going to be living in these goggles, and I don't want to live in goggles, man. I want to live. I want to see face to face, you know. But that's so what I think. Pants, it, it, might fives, you know? it might be headed yeah. there, man. Yeah, it feels closer to it, and that's and that's the thing with when you see their agenda, when you see all these things that are happening right now, uh, from what's the issue with Ukraine, Russia, uh, what's happening in Canada, what's going on very very here, they want us to become lazier, they want us become to become unhealthier, they don't want us to get ahead, so they're gonna push us further into these things here. I was telling uh, Brittany, um, I'm like, yo, when the kids get older, uh, you know, I don't know if this is a realistic thing, but I don't want them in front of tablets. I don't want them in the, behind goggles. Now, I when agree. they're adults, they can make their own decisions. Pay your bills. Do whatever you want. But prior to that, I don't want you to get that from my home. I want you to explore. Play. Yo, I used to, when I lived in South America, man, I used to come in, scratched up, beat up, bitten by dogs. I mean, all kinds of craziness. You know, I want them to have that as crazy as that sounds. I don't want them to sit here, get fat, eating Madonna's, watching TV. I mean, living in our fake home. I mean, have you even seen the news that they were actually, I saw this headline that apparently exercise is something of the far right, according to a headline on an article that I read. Oh so <laughs> I was like, far oh, left right now, because I'm not in shape. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so does that make me a domestic terrorist that I'm shredded? I don't know. So I, oh, I just thought I, that that was pretty okay. interesting that the metaverse, now that we're the talking only, about the that. The only six pack I have is the one in my fridge. So that Hey, listen, guys, I, I appreciate this time. It was so fun. I actually have a, uh, I have a team meeting with my agents that I have to get on in the, in the next few minutes, but Hey, listen, I hope you'll allow me to come on for part two. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I would love hear, that. Yeah. I want to hear more from Kat's perspective on this metaverse thing. It seems like she's diving into it a little bit. I don't know. I don't know what's going that's, on. That's but... miss. That's miss research. I have right like there. my whole you list. Know, I'm like, I'm very research into crypto. Right I so for me, that's like my crypto thing that I wanted to ask you let's for do sure. It. Let's do it. Let's do part two. Let's do part two without a doubt. And, um, I'll have you guys on our podcast too. It's the Nick and Mark show. It's on Spotify as well. Yeah. Um, you guys can check my TikTok at money.smart or my Instagram at money.smarts with a Z. And uh, I'm actually doing a $200 giveaway for those who follow my Instagram account and download my free wealth report from now oh, until man. April 30th. I'm going to be doing a $200 uh, gas card, right? To help out with gas prices and stuff like that. So but it's been a pleasure, guys. I really appreciate the time. Thank Thanks. you so much, Mark. Take care. Right, yeah. We'll Can talk soon. God bless. Yeah. Bye-bye. Wow. That was, awesome, I was right? that was pretty cool. Like, honestly, I was quiet the entire time because I was just learning. Because for me, that finance... Yeah, no, I was taking notes because literally the finance aspect of it, the tangible cash, that's something that I need. To, I'm more versed on crypto yeah. and NFTs. So I just, I needed to listen to what he was talking about. I mean, this this is the cool. thing, guys. This is the thing, right? Like, it's very important for us to become very familiar. You know, when, when it comes to health, spirit, and I, when I say this, I don't want you guys to think that I'm living by this 100% because I'm working on this. This is something I've realized. And I'm working at it, right? Because it's not easy, especially when you're living in one extreme to not to live in another extreme, okay? And others are living it better. But if you're not living that, you know, spirit, health, finances, family, all these things, and not in that order, but all these things here are, are extremely essential, okay? Relationships. I mean, I could go on with a few more things, but 
you you have to take the time and be diligent in the research and the understanding of how these things work and how you can apply it to yourself to be to have a brighter, better future. You know, I love the fact that I know that I'm able to go to bed comfortable because I know that, God forbid, something happens to me, my kids and my wife are okay. You know what I'm saying? How many, like Catherine, how many people do you know or have you seen on social media pass away, you know, and end up becoming a GoFundMe? A GoFundMe page, bro. It's so sad. And that's not what GoFundMe was intended for. It wasn't intended for that. It's fucking sad to see that happen, right? So it's like, why not avoid those situations? Start preparing yourself now. Don't be, don't be some, don't be another weight in somebody's life for passing away. Stay your ass alive. Get yourself set right. You know, live a good life. Live a happy life. Be, you know, and, and take those you love along with you, and really just build something so when that time comes, it could go goes down to others. You know what I'm saying? Are you prepared for scenarios that we're facing now? You know, yo, let me tell you something. This year has, has been a very, very challenging year financially for us. And the only reason why we're able to say we're okay, you know, as stressful as it is, is because we have emergency funds. We're ahead in our bills. We don't miss any payments. And, you know, we're, we're very versatile in the way we're, we're delegating our money. So we're thinking ahead of the curve. And because of that, we're protected and we're able to do these things. But if it was me a few years ago when... These things weren't in place. Holy fuck, bro. I probably would have been running pockets out there. <laughs> Jesus. Not really, guys. Maybe so. Who knows? No, especially but, like with the inflation and all this crap going on, like all these extra, all these extra um costs. I mean, dude, I I go into I go into the supermarket and I feel like it's getting expensive by the day. And I know that I already buy organic stuff, but dude, like. Even Aldi actually announced that they were increasing their costs up to 30%. The Dollar Tree ain't a dollar no more. The Dollar Tree is a dollar, un dollar y veinticinco centavos. <laughs> That's why you have five, five and below. <laughs> five and below is about to be 20 and below soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, not Goodwill is about to be, I don't know, I, I lost track of the name I was going to use there, but... You know, goodwill is just going to be for some, uh, whatever. I lost track there, but let's start back, okay? Five below ain't going to be five below no more. <laughs> it's it's That's where we're going, you know, and that's what I want people to understand. Now, people are like, oh, Ronnie, you, you're just fear-mongering here. You know, I th- things are going to get better. When I, if they do, awesome. I want it to get better. Nobody wants it to get hard. And if you do, fuck you. But outside of that, nobody wants it to get worse, right? We want it to get better. But let's be real. Everything that's going on right now has made it evident, all right, that's not going to get better anytime soon unless we do something about it. People like Mark, who are actively helping people, families out financially, people like Catherine and I who are speaking about this out, bringing these people on, because we got more guests who are going to come on here, who drive value to you guys in order for you to be protected in your future, okay? Oh, this episode is going to be crazy. So I love it. Prepare yourselves, because... There is a storm coming, all right? And if it doesn't come, then you know what? I'd rather look crazy than unprepared, okay? Then, wait, is that, is that? Yeah, I'd rather be, cra- I'd rather look crazy than unprepared. Than no, I agree, prepared, 100%. You know, you know what I'm saying? God, I'm a mess, whatever, who gives a shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You guys know what I mean. Be prepared, okay? Who cares what you look like? As long as you're loved by your family, who gives a shit? The next but, two um, years are going to be, are not going to be kind, bro. 
Like Man, midterms are coming. This year, this year's not over. We're we're only in April. We're facing what we're facing. Elections are coming up. Now we know it's it's clear when elections come about, crazy shit happens. So let's expect crazy shit to happen. Okay, 100%. this is not something. It's not a conspiracy theory. This is not just a thought that I'm just throwing out there. There's evidence of, excuse me, craziness that's happened during election season. And there are agendas why that happens. But that's not what we're hearing in this episode. So those are my thoughts for this episode. It's a shorter episode. But uh, I really hope you guys listen to this value and, and take it take it with you. Catherine, what do you got? No, I, I, I agree 100%. Honestly, it's better to look crazy than unprepared. So um, you guys already heard Mark and the value that he provides. Definitely check him out at his handle. Um, definitely, it's all about being prepared. I mean, midterms are coming, guys, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, you need to be prepared regardless because inflation is not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, whoever takes office is going to... Is going to obviously help out the situation, but inflation is not really something that's going to backtrack anytime soon. It's just e- to, everybody needs to understand that. I have to disagree there a little bit because you, you mentioned whoever takes office is going to help out. Not everybody's going to help out. We got to make sure we get the right ones in office. I want to. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Right yeah, yeah, we want to get the right ones in office so that we can help out because some of these other people they're scumbags. Oh, 100%. I was really vague with what with that phrase, how I worded it, yeah. but exactly what Absolutely. you said, that's what I meant, so. Absolutely. She's a communist. Uh, Ew. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I say that before she walks away from the show because of my dumbass comments, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, so that's one of my headphones was ready. Okay. So that's pretty much it, guys. I mean, there's a lot of value here. Regulate. 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 Talking spicy, time to regulate. Heard they talking about me, I'ma regulate. They don't really wanna see me regulate. Regulate, regulate. Heard they talking spicy, time to regulate. Heard they talking about you, time to regulate. Regulate, regulate.